0: Hey guys, Toby told me I have to do one of these intros every week now, and I do what I'm told. So welcome to episode three of Content House. This week we have the amazing Mike Dean, um, video editor extraordinaire. He does GFX and he's worked on so many big projects, which I'm sure he'll talk about in the podcast. He's also the brain behind the classic Birdkeeper Toby throwing a poker ball intro, which he used for all of those years. He had loads to talk about on the podcast, so I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Let's jump into it.
1: Hey, Toby, how was Annie Mangapop? Yeah, that was good. I, it was nice to kind of feel like a rock star for a week. How'd the podcast go? It was really good. Zero Engine Mobile, great. I've got Rep coming
0: next week, and Vikram coming in three weeks. So can you start our guest for in two weeks' time? Yeah, sure. I, I'm not going to need two weeks. Well, I mean, people have schedules, Toby. We try and book these
1: things in advance. Oh. Poor, oh, sweet summer, pretty dumb Dan. I'm a rock star. I'm bird keeper Toby. People are gonna want to come on my podcast. Okay, great. Like I need two weeks. Right. I think just better to find someone for the podcast. Let's see who's about. Message some friends. Sorry, mate. This is way too last minute. Toby, so I've already been on the podcast. Don't you remember?
2: Dude, I don't even live in the same country as you.
1: What am I gonna do? Who wants to be on? Jake and Phoebe. Jay. I just wanted to know if you wanted to be on the on the podcast this week. Okay. Phoebe darling. I don't suppose you want to be on the podcast this week. What are you doing? I'm having me time. Oh, okay. Oh no. I've not been able to find a guest for the podcast that is today. What am I going to do?
0: Toby, who's on the podcast? I need to know so I can make the trailer.
1: <gasps> I don't know what I'm going to... Wait, who's typing that? Sorry, who?
2: As always, the editor saves the day.
0: And we have our editor right here. Welcome to episode three of (laughs) Content House. As always, I am your host, Falcone. Joining me is the wonderful bird keeper, Toby, and Michael. What's, What's your full name, Mike? I'll let Toby say, because I Michael, think
1: he's got a man of I do it so go with the flow naturally. Michael Douglas, Daniel, David, Dennis, Delilah Dean. You always get yeah. stuck after David. Of I, I get a couple in a row of and course. then I, yeah. And they, it changes. There's different D names that come up. Uh, I could see you being a Deborah Dean at some point. Um, I like that.
0: And uh, so there's a bit of an irony here. We were talking about this earlier in that, like, obviously we've, we've sold Mike as the editor. <laughs> except there's two issues with that. One, Mike didn't actually edit the trailer. Yeah. I, I did. And issue two, Mike's never actually edited a full video for Toby either. So no. how... Are you really
2: the editor, Mike? I'm an editor. I've edited parts of stuff for Toby. Like, yeah. I, I've done visual effects, and I've done like intros and outros, and I've shot things for Toby. Never actually like edited something for
1: him. For the full context, people on my channel who are coming from from my channel, you will have seen Mike's work in the Pokeball throwing green screen intro. The very first one of those was shot on your green screen uh, outside the front of your flat yeah. in London uh, when we were <laughs> at uni. Um, and also, some of my best videos have been, you know, the evolution tree. the the Ultra Beast video, uh, the Halloween Haunted Mansion one in like 2017, all of that was shot by you, VFX kind of guidance by you, uh, some of which have been edited by you, Um, and I've been wanting to kind of have you, you're one of my closest friends, I've been wanting to have you down here and to see the house and to kind of experience everything for ages. Um, And (laughs) I thought, we needed someone to save the day and come be on the podcast and I thought, I know who 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 is a save the day kind of guy. So,
2: Mike, you do a lot of green screen work, yeah? I do. I do some. I do like a lot of effects. So, does work. that
0: mean if I if I get my green screen and put it up now, can you make cool stuff appear behind us, like live while we're doing the podcast? live while we're doing
2: this? No, just while sitting there. I I'm not a live person. I have no experience with live. No. This is my first experience. Wow.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you just said, and audio listeners will be able to say this back. Did you just say you're not an alive person? <laughs> I'm not. Because that's what I caught. <laughs> I- he is Which, zombie Dean. I, yeah,
2: back from the grave. <laughs> well, you know what? You're looking pretty good for
0: it. I'm not going to lie. You, that's, uh, that's
2: I try. Cool. So how long have you guys known each other then? Since probably late 2013 or very early 2014. And I know this because I found a picture from April 2014. Oh, really? At the YouTube space when you went for the first time. We met
1: before the YouTube space. I think yeah. we met on a train. We did. I think we met on the tube. But coming back from there was a, a YouTuber music... Event in Angel, um, oh. and I can't remember who was there. I think Chris Bingham was, Dad was playing something, and there was there was a I maybe Emma Blackery did something, um, or she Why? was meant to do something and didn't. I, I can't remember really, but I remember being on the train back to Greenwich, which is where we yeah. were at uni. Uh, we were at uni on in North Greenwich. We bumped into you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to Greenwich. I go to uni in Greenwich." And it turns <laughs> out our university halls were just across the bridge from each other. We were, I mean, like, literally a five-minute walk away from so, each other.
2: So you knew Toby before Bird Keeper Toby, right?
1: Yes. So yeah. he actually came to me
2: with the idea at one point. It was like, I've got the idea for I, this. He what came to everyone with that. <laughs> 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 That's
1: we were telling this on the podcast last week. Um, there was the the idea... I think we were telling it on the podcast. Yeah, we, we were. We, we, were. We, we had this idea, you know, Bird Keeper Toby hit me and... Um, I'd obviously come to you about YouTube stuff in the past because I knew you worked with YouTubers and you'd done editing for... to actually, reasonably at the time, 2012, 2013 YouTubers, some of the really big powerhouses, you'd done stuff on Becoming YouTube, you'd done stuff with uh, Tomska, I think, you'd done stuff with a number of like really just wild projects. (laughs) And uh, here you were living just down the road from me and we kind of befriended each other and I got YouTube advice. And when I thought Bird Keeper Toby, I was like, here's a notebook with every idea I've had and I cornered you in a Nando's yes, and Nandos. Uh, said, like, oh. what what should I be doing? And you helped me out with my first intro, my outro, um, and just talking through ideas. And that was Actually, that's a be... key
0: thing we should talk about. Yeah, Mike Mike is the guy that
2: did the you throwing the Pokeball animation. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 The Bird Keeper Toby intro
2: guy. It's funny, because I actually did a thing of that several years before I... Even was in London. I think um, my mate, we went down to the park. You had. And it was, I showed, I think I showed you um, that. And then he was like, Can you do that for me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you had. I'd forgotten about that. So actually, someone else did that intro before. Yeah, it never saw the light of day. It was just something that I sort of did because I wanted to try it out. And I showed um, my mates it. Like my mate, we yeah. literally went to the mm. park across from my house with a green screen, shot it. And he had this tennis ball. We chucked it. Um, and I just held on
1: to that for so long and then I think what what was I always found amazing was that as vFx went you did obviously go to university but you were already doing some really yeah. wild stuff pre-university and you were all self poor right <laughs> yeah so
2: i um can I go into like a bit of a backstory was well, yeah, I was, please, I was going to
0: soon transition us
2: into like yeah. tell us and about what... how you Got to how you learned
0: everything and how you... So, yeah, please go ahead.
2: I used to be quite, like, an active kid, right? And so I would... I was doing, like, drums. I was doing karate and stuff. And then I had a back injury. Oh. Which took me out of school for, like, an entire year. What what caused that? Uh, I did a forward (laughs) roll. The the doctor said that it could have happened at any point in my life, apparently. Um, But then that took me out of school for a year. And so in that time, I was just at home. There was, like, what am I doing? So I was just... this was around the time dvds started coming out and so i'd be watching the films and then i'd watch the behind the scenes and so specifically one of the ones that really got me into it all was irobot
1: oh okay
0: Really, i remember that yeah
1: i was thinking about that literally earlier today (laughs) that's so weird that film yeah i was thinking about irobot earlier today what a weird and like i haven't thought about it in years that's such a weird coincidence
2: but they had a really comprehensive, like, behind the scenes on on the DVD, and I was like, "You can do that. You can like create these things." And so I started looking into it. Started looking at YouTube videos. I was on the forum. Um, do you guys know uh, Corridor Crew?
1: No, like Corridor know. Digital. I've heard w. of Corridor Digital.
2: They're like big VFX guys. But oh, back yeah, in yeah, yeah. the day, there was this forum, and it was pre like. So there's a VFX, like
1: Freddie Wong, and yeah. who, who did a um, uh, video game in high school, Rocket Jump. They? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, became yeah. Rocket Jump. Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Okay. Apparently, I was on the same forum as them back like years and years ago, called FX Home, which then turned into a hit film several years later. Right. Um. So I didn't know them or anything, but I was like on the same forum just chatting VFX, and I was like this like wow. 11, 12 year old wow. kid. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm
0: definitely gonna go more into that, but before we do, I realize I haven't done the the housekeeping part just yet. So I just wanna uh, give a very quick hello and welcome to everyone watching live. Of course, we, we are live streaming this podcast live at 7 p.m. GMT, Saturday night, every Saturday night at twitch.tv forward slash Falcone. Um, so if you are watching live, hello, say hi in the chat. If you're not watching live, that's great. Welcome, anyway, uh, it'd be great to see you live at some point, but otherwise you can watch, of course, on YouTube. Or you can catch Content House Podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the other podcasting apps. Uh, every download supports us. This is also the part where I usually uh, do a little sponsor read, but we don't have any sponsors just yet. So uh, instead, I'm just going to direct you to those platforms. Go check us out there, and uh, and let's let's build this thing together. And now back to uh, hearing hearing about Mike's wonderful history. So <laughs> what? How did you how did you learn VFX in the first place? If you if you're 11, 12 years old on these forums. Talking to these now
2: celebrities. What? How? How did you find these? Like, what? I've still got so many questions. It was that forum. So I didn't actually know these guys. And I I don't think I've ever, like, interacted Mm -hmm. with them directly. But it was this forum. It was called FX Home. And it was just, like, the VFX, like, forum. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just got into it. They, They had this software called Vision Lab Studios. And it was, like, this physical like thing that they'd send to you like i've still got the box still got the disc Uh, i discovered it back home recently wow um and it yeah it was just this super basic visual effects software but to like me as a kid it was like mind-blowing it was like life-altering stuff um and so i started doing like basic things like fire gunshots like that that sort of stuff um and then I got more into it, more into it, YouTube videos. Um Video Copilot was another Oh, Video bit, Copilot yeah. was
0: fantastic. So you reckon you are 11 12ish for this kind of
2: That was when the back injury happened, so I, that was when I started to get interested. And I, I must have been around like 12 13 when I started to Cuz do... I
0: reckon cuz for me the first my first cuz I was also quite interested in the special effects and that kind of thing. And my first um <laughs> Software I used was Adobe Premiere Elements when we were. I around. was just that was that laugh. I was just um, having a
1: flashback to yeah, so yeah. lightning bolts from the finger. Oh yeah, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a, you know what I'm on about, right? But then, but then,
0: so obviously, obviously, I mean, no, Windows Movie Maker first, and then like yeah. me, that would crash every five minutes, and was a real pain in the butt. Yeah. So then we would move on and we'd do Premiere Elements, and then um, later on, I got a MacBook, and it was Apple Motion.
2: Did you, yeah. did you ever use Apple I never Motion? did I was a, like aware of it but I wasn't actually a Mac user until it, I got to college I mean it's just bad after
0: effects right that's <laughs> what it is and I, I was definitely using Apple Motion uh, with no idea how it worked it's like I'd, I'd move something around and be like yes I managed to make that move from there to, that's what I wanted to do great like, I had no idea how keyframes worked or anything like that I was sort of just bumbling my way through it but uh, that was my first exposure to special effects
2: nice I, I yeah I wish I had um, some experience with that because I never did and I feel like I missed out on that. I I did, um, movie maker as well. Mm. I did Sony Vegas. I did. FX I never Home. touched Vegas.
1: Oh, that was like.
2: Uh, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I remember though this time of like Premiere Elements, where it's like you you your discs, your physical disc yeah. with the, the editing software in, and you didn't buy a licensing fee. You bought. A copy of the software yeah, all those and it was well, a yeah. one-time fee it's like pre-creative cloud it was, era it was premier but... elements
0: and then it was i i actually i actually bought final cut 7 for my macbook and i was using that for um for a couple years then final cut x came out final cut 10 yeah and obviously that very much changed the game and all of the professionals are complaining oh this software so but for me it didn't matter because, like, I, I wasn't a professional. I didn't really yeah, understand yeah. how Final Cut worked anyway. So Final Cut <laughs> was just fine. And then we went, we obviously went to, really, we went to Ravensbourne and, yeah. and we learned Premiere, like, actually
1: Premiere. They said Cup you've got Premier. to get on board with Premiere, basically, <laughs> yeah. or, or you're going to have a hard time. You can use Final Cut if you want, but get on board with Premiere was the idea. Um, I resisted for quite a while. I think I went probably the whole first year not doing Premiere. And then eventually it just so happened that one one of my videos wouldn't export and i just went okay that's it and that was it i learned premiere and then i didn't go back um uh. even though i'm sure it was an easy fix i just couldn't bother to find the fix i'd rather learn a whole new software yeah. apparently oh well, it worked yeah worked that's out. It.
0: so so you were doing the basic stuff the fire the gunshots and then how did it sort of evolve from there
2: then i uh, got after effects and that was when it sort of changed i um i i got after effects uh, yeah. <laughs> back in those days, being a young kid, you know, After Effects was a bit of a bit expensive, and so oh, okay. I, I
1: acquired it. You acquired it through means, yeah. shall we say, suspicious. <laughs> um,
2: but no, that that opened up a new world, and so I, it was. I was like absorbing After Effects t- like tutorials. I was playing about with things, um, and then yeah, I just kept going, kept going. Um, then I went to college, did media production. Um, and so I started trying to incorporate like After Effects stuff into um, into my projects. Yeah. I remember we had to do a commercial, and it was a um, I did mine like a water commercial, but it was like an energy drink. So I got my mate, I made him like surf on a dolphin, and then he like became a mermaid in the ocean. Like he dived off it, and then he flew on a unicorn. Like I'm <laughs> getting real um,
1: old spice. Yeah, yeah, like vibes that kind of stuff.
2: Um, and that was, like, a lot of fun. And, yeah, it sort of went So ha- there. how
1: did that transition to YouTube? Because, like I said, when I met you, you were already doing VFX for, like, a number of people who were... at that time sort of the London... I think the Digerati they were described as. The London Digerati of YouTube. <laughs> Digerati? Like, a, yeah, like it, it,
0: but... Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it felt like this very tight-knit group of maybe 50 or so people that were you know, the the Gen 1 of YouTube that were, they'd, they'd made a name for themselves and kind of the word YouTuber was used, was evolved to describe them and you were kind of already working on those projects. How did that transition from college and interest to, to that happen?
2: Uh, I moved to London and it was to go to university, but I I was like into making YouTube videos, um, like vlogs and stuff, and I was like, I want to be part of the YouTube scene. And so I chose to go to uni in London, off like because of that um and then yeah i i didn't actually leave my halls for like three months when i moved down to london i was like i don't know london i was a bit like sort of shy about the whole thing and then one day i went to a gathering it was like a christmas gathering yeah and then it was after the gathering i was at the pub and then at that, like at that ga- at that gathering, I met a couple people. Um, my mate Matt Amos, yeah, I think you yep, know. Yeah, yeah, um, We ended up working on a few projects together. But that night, um, we was at the pub. Someone got a call and was like, "We need some people to come to the YouTube space um, and be extras on a project." And it turned out it was uh, Tomsker Christmas. Demolition video.
1: Oh, the yeah, 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 that one was amazing. I
0: remember yeah. that video. I remember, I remember watching that, that video. So downloaded that cool. I downloaded the song. I downloaded it on yeah, iTunes yeah.
2: when it came out. That's how good I thought it was. So I, I'm in that at the start. Like he bashes Wait, into really? me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like there, like fixing a camera or something. And he like shoulder barges me. I remember that video. And so that was yeah. your first YouTube project you worked on. It so as an extra. Oh, yeah. It was as an extra. I wasn't involved in the VFX or anything. But it was like the first day I'd gone out in London and I, wow. met, I met a bunch of people. I ended up at the YouTube space working on like a cool project. Like in college, I wrote an essay on like Tom Scars videos and stuff. Right. And so I went and ended up, I was like, this is the scene. I want to keep being part of it. And so I was just like making videos myself, sort of connecting with other people. Like me and my mate Matt, we started making a bunch of videos together and it sort of snowballed from there because I did visual effects. I could sort of offer that as a skill to other people. Yeah, and so I got. I so all thinking...
0: of that has led to, to where you are now. But like, what what is your job? If you had to try and, <laughs> and summarize for for our wonderful viewers, like what, what 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 do you do? We've we've described you as the editor, but I feel like that's that's a bit a bit vague. Really. Yeah.
2: Uh, The way I tend to describe it to people, and I don't even think this is a natural role or anything, but I I say I'm a post-production specialist. Okay. Because I can do like editing, animation, motion graphics, visual effects, bit of all of that. And so I'm like, it sort of covers that. It's all like the post-production side. But I do camera work, and I do photography, and... a bit of music
1: as well. You were telling me in the car on the way here. I'm trying to get into it. You're dipping your toe in, (laughs) which is good. I've always seen you as a very just kind of artsy... um, you're just a creative, and I think you, mm. like, like you did when you were 12, you tend to find things and then get really quite invested in them if they yeah. interest you. Because um, you sort of did that with reading, I think, a little bit, didn't you, not that long ago? I feel like... You suddenly became a great reader, and suddenly you were like, I read everything now. What a good habit to get. (laughs) Yeah, very healthy. I've
0: been telling myself for at least the last two years, I'm going to get into this habit where I just, just for 30 minutes before I go to sleep, I'm going to just do a little bit of reading. And then, Mm. like, occasionally I'll pick that up and I'll do it for about three days, and then it will just get lost or forgotten. I'll, you know, get addicted to to some YouTube series and I'll (laughs) end up watching that until I pass out and that kind of thing.
2: I do that as well. Like, I, I now try and do it as, like, I have to read 10 pages a day and like, I try not to miss more than one, one or two days in a row, but I end up, if I'm reading something, most chapters I'll try and end up reading, but they're more than 10 pages. So I, I go in, I'm like 10 pages. That's all I have to read. And
0: then you want to at least finish the chapter. Yeah, and then maybe so... there'll be a cliffhanger. And exactly. You want to... Exactly. Is it nonfiction or fiction? You're
2: right. uh, it mostly tends to be nonfiction. Yeah. I want to get more into fiction. I do have a few books that I want to read, but... um. Yeah, at the moment. I was reading a book on the train down and I got so into it. What, what were you? It was, uh, do you know Alan Watts?
0: The name rings a bell. He's
2: like a philosopher, I think. Okay. Like, he was sort of kind of like this hippie out there guy. Okay, um, yeah. But I, lo- I love his stuff. And it was this book um, called, I think it's just called The Book. Um, wow. But my mate James, I was chatting with him a few weeks ago and he was saying, you should read it. So I... I picked it up and I'm, I'm loving it. I just Great. read it for, like, the whole journey down on the train.
0: We were talking a little bit
2: about TikTok
0: last week and how... I, I, I always say I've never managed to get into TikTok. And I've been told multiple times, oh, you just need to just spend 20 minutes on TikTok before you go to sleep. And, and I've always said, like, but I, I'd rather... If I'm going to pick up a habit, I'd rather that habit be reading or something healthy. And I find that if I'm on a train or anything my the, the the instinctual reaction is to open your phone scroll yeah. through twitter scroll through instagram whatever but i'd mm. love to be in the habit of just like okay i'm gonna read for the next hour
2: yeah i mean i most of the time i do like to go on my phone i'm not really a tiktok person myself yeah but like i just listen to music but there was something where i was like i want to read today i think it's because i just got into this book and just being invested in it i'm like okay i'll read a little bit and then I'll listen to music and it just sort of kept going and going. I
0: think reading nonfiction is also in particular is very healthy. And that's that's the kind of reading that mm. I I'd like to do. Like I'm you know, I like to be a Halo fan, I like to read the Halo novels and that kind of thing. But like I, I, I really love the idea of getting into reading Non-fiction like self-improvement and that kind of thing I things think that are going to really improve good. your life
1: um, And I was I was really yeah.
0: into I started reading a book um, a few months ago called rich dad poor
2: dad I don't know if you Oh, I've it. heard of it. I've not read it, but and I've heard good things Yeah, I
0: was super into it it was really really interesting and then again for whatever reason I just got out of the habit and then Never, never picked it up again, but uh, yeah. I want to try
1: and get back into that. I will confess I have not read a full book cover to cover this isn't something I'm necessarily proud of, um, but probably since I was about 13, and I'm now 27. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, maybe 15. I um, mean, you do other things, though, that are productive I do. with your time. So. I, I've, for the same reason I've definitely thought about it, you know, I'll get into the habit, and there's chapters here and there I've read, or, or there are things that are like art books that i've maybe like, again that's like oh i can read the book with the pictures in it um <laughs> but it, it really is just like it's the medium of um and i think it's we're, we're used to a world where you can have a screen open with the thing you're watching a screen open with the thing you're editing the social feeds on the right yeah. and you can engage your brain hand and ears with multiple different things at yeah. once a book what makes it healthy is also the thing that makes it really sort of unappealing it's at a first commitment. glance it's a commitment you've got to you know you say you've got to go in and do 10 pages and it's like I have to give 100% of my brain and attention to this thing which is probably in yeah. today's world a very healthy it estate. kind of
0: sucks that we as human beings find that so challenging it's so now. difficult yeah. but that is the world that we've we've, yeah. we've been brought into now with mobile phone always demanding your attention I mean, yeah. it's hard enough to have a conversation with someone without them whipping their phone out and checking the latest text they just got <laughs> as it is but like you yeah yeah reading just reading a book isolating yourself and getting lost in that world even playing video games nowadays a lot of the time mm. people will be playing a game while watching a Twitch stream or listening to music and that kind of thing
1: and when I was a kid I loved it this is mm. the thing when I was a kid I absolutely adored there was nothing better than jumping into an Anthony Horowitz and just like oh, disappearing yeah. into, oh, into before, that yeah. world I loved it the Horowitz horror books um, I, I loved it you, yeah was Horowitz um, um, which, which Stormbreaker Stormbreaker Ice yeah, um, Rider, Alex Rider
0: he had another series
1: didn't you he? were talking about the detectives the diamonds the, 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 diamond the diamonds. Tim
0: and Nick Diamonds yeah the, the, um, the what was it called what was it called the, 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 the tomato the, the Maltese, the, the tomato it was something oh, tomato oh
2: Maltese no what was it
0: I don't know. I love that. So I wasn't into the uh, the Stormbreaker series. I was really into the He had the, another uh, one Brothers which I, yeah. I
1: really liked. I actually only just recently got rid of the book because so I'm never going to read it, which was The Power of Five, which was about five kids who... It, they had like a past counterpart from thousands of years ago <laughs> and dark forces are moving in modern day run by corporations and shadow puppets and there's all of these ritualistic sites across the world and these it's the destiny of these five kids to yeah. across the five books find each other realize they have these powers and <laughs> save the world before it ends again and it was just like such a mystical thing and like i've never seen an adaptation of it anywhere and i just i loved it but um i got to book 4 and then book 5 came out i've owned it uh, i got rid of it recently cuz i've owned it for about a decade and i just haven't i haven't had the interest i think i started reading that but i never oh, good, got, it really got good.
2: into it
1: oh, I, I really liked be... uh, Darren Shan i don't know
2: he had like this um he had, like, a couple sort of horror series. Um, and so it's like, the demon art series. And it was all, okay. like, sort of grotesque demon things happening. Um, and he did the... What is it? It's like, this vampire series. They got, like, a film out of it. It was, like, Cirque de Freak, I think okay. it was called or something. Um, the the film wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. But I remember enjoying those books.
0: So how healthy do you think reading is, Mike? Because that's what we were kind of talking about. But, like, do you think it's a like, really positive thing? Or do you think someone like Toby who, who doesn't read
2: at all, do you think it just doesn't matter that much? Like, what's your... I think it's sort of down to, to person, don't like, individual. I mean, I
1: don't think it doesn't matter. I think yeah. it would... I think my life would be greatly improved if I read lots of nonfiction. I just... In the same way that I think my life would be improved by going to the gym 24-7. Yeah, sure. You know?
0: I, I think considering you haven't read a book since you were 13, I know your vocabulary is really good. Mm. Thank you. So I like, try.
1: I'm <laughs> um, good company. Just <laughs>
0: something genuinely, something that I've sort of picked up and been thinking to myself over the last few weeks is that, dang, Toby's vocabulary. Do like, I drop I'm words? Fancy words sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah. do. You do. Um, no, I'm ge- genuinely. Yeah, and thanks. supposedly one of the things that obviously reading a lot does improve has like, improved. maybe it would be a lot better if you read more. Maybe. But oh, like, probably.
1: I, I. I. Probably. It's. It's one of those things. Like I said, going to the gym, reading a book. Yeah. It's these things. Meditating. That meditating I is like exactly one doing. of those things where it's like do you. You meditate as well, Mike. Yeah. I like you
0: do. It. You're it's, big into it. That is yeah. something else. I've been trying. To, I've been promising myself for years now. I'm just gonna five minutes. Five minutes t- tomorrow. I'm gonna start meditating, and then I'm gonna do it every day. And it's just, it's never stuck more than one day in mm. like a month. And then See, I'll remember it, and then I'll do it once, and then I'll stop again.
2: I can't just do it, um, like, sit down and do it. I have to follow, like, a guided meditation. Yeah, there's yeah. there's okay. one particular that I just listen to over and over again. Oh, yeah. I, I sort of haven't diverted from it. I've what, tried other what ones. What is it? I'd love to uh, try and... and, try and plug. Like, it was one I found on YouTube. I think it was called, like, by a channel called, like, The Honest Guys. Okay. And it was just this guided meditation. Like, relax. I can find it for you. It's on the beach, yeah. but it's the one that just it worked for me. It's like 20 minutes and I I listen to it like almost every day.
0: Wow. <laughs> and do you think that that
1: improves your life? Yeah. I think it's very good for like de-stressing Why me. don't we, at the end of the day today, why don't we, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing that you do socially, but why don't we all sit down and yeah, put okay. it on and just sit in the living room on, and uh, do it on the post-show. <laughs> or we can do it on the post-show. <laughs> that I'm sure that would, would be, be the cool. most non-entertaining A content, live but...
0: meditation session for you watching the post-show. if we'll <laughs> we'll you want to... <laughs> Uh, um, I'm
1: just I'm preempting your need for water. <laughs> of course,
0: um, as Thank I mentioned you. the post show, I may as well mm-hmm. give that little plug. Uh, the post show is something we do live after the podcast every week. It, again, it goes on for about another two hours. Um, but it is only for the people watching live. It is removed from Twitch entirely uh, after the broadcast ends. So, if you want to watch the post show one day, and believe me, we get up to some shenanigans on the post show, (laughs) then make sure you you come and and check that live at some point in the future. We we may may have a Patreon or something that allows people to to watch that if they they missed it live, maybe. But we're we're not we're not we're not
1: there yet. It's still early (laughs) days setting up this this uh, this whole thing. Which I'm very impressed by. Yeah,
0: you know what? You're allowed to be impressed, Mike. Go it's
2: on, so... tell our wonderful listeners how impressed you are. I haven't stopped raving since I got here. Like you show me around, and I'm just like, this is amazing. This is amazing because it genuinely is. It's you've got a full studio set up, like it's broadcast like TV quality, better than it, and you can control it there or like on your phone. Like, <laughs> not turning away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool, though. It's. L- so much has
1: has kind of gone into mm. this house as a whole. It, we, you know, we sort of said, okay, we're going to live together. Obviously, that is a space for content. And when we were looking at houses, and we were lucky that this just happened to be the first house we looked at, <laughs> there was obviously there was the mental thing of like, how do we turn this into a studio and a this and a that. And my my thinking is that if for whatever reason. Anyone else move us out, and it's just me and Dan. I don't know where Phoebe's going, but um, or, <laughs> yeah. Or Jake but Jake, on the other hand, we're gonna just give him the boot we're gonna give him the boot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Bye, Jake, I've always thought that it would be really good to just continue to get uh, people like yourself or people, you know, other friends who are in the creative zones to come in and hang out, because I can only imagine that we're multiplying the power of like what we are each individually capable of as as creators by... It's, I feel cynical. like we
0: have like the beginning. We have like the, the base for what could be something really, really cool. And just hopefully we can sort of grow these things yeah. in, in the right yeah. ways. Um, maybe one day we'll have an editor move in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phoebe's looking at TikTok at the moment. Um, yeah. And it's just like, well, wonderful. We have lights, we have sounds, we have we have cameras, <laughs> we have things. We have some knowledge in this zone how can we help do that
0: she, she, I want to tell the story she came into my room the other day She the other night she, she knocks on my door she comes in and she's like I need to talk to you and at first I'm thinking to myself oh my god am I, am I in trouble what, what have I done and, she, and then she starts talking about TikTok now I'm the last person that knows anything about TikTok and so I'm sort of sat there I'm not going to lie she's just she starts mentioning cameras and lights I she's out a little bit and I'm like what is, what is going on what, what, is, what do you want for me what is this and then eventually she gets to the point she's like Oh yeah, can I uh, Toby said you've got a, a spare phone Can I buy it off you? <laughs> oh! You want to buy my old phone Off of me? Of course you can yeah. yeah But for the first like I want to say Two to three minutes Of this conversation I was so You confused. were just
1: sitting there Going like Is it the washing up? Is it like The washing machine? Have I the setting wrong? Well.
0: TikTok And I'm sitting there like What? It's like an alien language to me. Where is this going?
2: <laughs> like, am I dreaming this? <laughs> so you don't do TikTok or anything no. in that vein. At all? I there
0: was a period of time where um, where I had, I had Jamal, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was making daily TikToks for me, hmm. um, for the stream and everything. Back when I was sort of in my Among Us hype phase, um, but it never it, it never really grew. I was never really able to grow the sort of YouTubey y shorty area enough is TikTok to, to justify.
2: Big it. in the gaming scene. I think so.
0: I think for the right people, um, I think that it, it can be, um, it's just about getting the right amount of content. It's very difficult to, to sort of justify spending too much time on it because obviously it's mm. can't really monetize it unless you really yeah. blow, uh, blow it up. And then there's all of these websites that I have signed up to uh, over time where you can, they literally, you can post a Twitch clip onto the website and then it will like, it'll be like, okay, drag over your face cam, okay, drag over the gameplay that you want, okay. And it will instantly like reformat oh, the, the cool. clip for you. Uh, it, like, it's, that's what it's for. It's for reforming, reformatting Twitch streams in a way that looks good on TikTok. Mm. But uh, then sort of so many people use those, it's difficult to stand out doing that. And it's it's very difficult to justify TikTok, I sure. think, uh, unless you, you can sort of pay someone good money to spend a good amount of time <laughs> on.
1: It, it really feels like it's one of those things that um, if I wanted to do TikTok and I wanted to do it right, because I also work with Jamal, uh, who will have probably have one at some point. Uh, actually, no, I know for a fact we've got him coming on uh, yes. in a couple of weeks, but we will uh, definitely, we'll have. definitely have Jamal. <laughs> but um, he, I had him sort of doing a similar thing for me, and what we found is actually immediately it really took off, um, mm. and my TikTok account did really, really well, and I was yeah. like, it was hit the ground running, and I think you know we got up to like twenty thousand followers over the course of a couple of weeks. I thought, yes. Amazing, and then it just stopped. And we were looking back at the TikToks and we're saying what ones worked, which ones didn't. And I was fab- able to find no correlation between what ones worked, what improved it, what didn't, this, that, and the other. Um, and I just decided that I think with TikTok, it's one of those things that you can have these sites reformat stuff, you can repurpose content, and maybe some things will stick, maybe some things won't. But if you want to get good on TikTok, you have to dedicate yourself to TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm a YouTuber. I've got Instagram, I've got Twitch, I've got Twitter, I've got these other elements that I'm playing with. I do not have the time and ability to dedicate myself to to TikTok. And funnily enough, the one that did the best on TikTok was uh, our reactions to the last game announcements. Yeah. Tomorrow there's a new Pokemon announcement uh, happening. So and Phoebe's... Good. Well, she actually just came to me and just said, Toby, can I steal the VOD so I can make a TikTok? And I went, great, please do, and then send it to me. Because if <laughs> you do it, then it, I'll post it. But I'm not going to have the time to edit that myself it's, it's it. the thing
0: is it's just like YouTube in that like you can learn so much about it it's like it it's its own separate yeah. medium so it has all of these complexities that are different to YouTube but you can learn so much about it and I mean just like a YouTube video we've talked we talked a lot last week about about Mr. Beast and mm. his videos and how he's got like these killer intros oh, that yeah, are yeah. just unreal at hooking the audience like he has got that down to a freaking science and he mm. knows exactly what he's doing and I think TikTok is very much the same in that like the videos are too short, the the people that are best at it, they have got it down to a science. They know exactly what to do, how to get people to like and rewatch these videos and that kind of thing. And it's just it's just something you have to learn. It's just a skill you have to dedicate yourself to learning.
1: I'd be interested to know your thoughts. Do you see a world where like so so many of these filters for TikTok where they can make it look like you're doing anything. Do you see a world for, for VFX and TikTok? Or is it are you gonna get destroyed by filters or do you do you yes. think there's yeah yes? <laughs> yes oh you've got filters are getting so adro- it scares They're so me. It good it scares
0: me it scares me to think that like i put so much into the sort of making a physical space uh, and it scares me to think that the ai uh, is just there gonna... could be a day where someone can just like make a filter that looks better than my studio like i don't know
2: that that scares me yeah. it's definitely um the direction it's heading it's sort of much in the way that youtube enabled people to like broadcast video it's like and like consumer cameras and lighting gears available making it available for people to do um like visual effects and stuff making it super sort of drag and drop that's the way everything's heading i think it's not going to be about like um what is it like the that bar to entry it's like everyone will have access to all the same skills and it's more about the ideas behind it and the creativity behind it sure. as opposed to the quality if you know what i mean because TikTok quality not amazing but it draws in so many viewers yeah and it's only getting better quality as time goes on and i think sure. it's more going to like with ai and you know, yeah ai and vr and stuff it's going to go more in the way of like virtual experiences
0: it's just so like i mean me and toby have spent a significant amount of time recently looking at lighting and like trying to get like our yeah. own oh, studio lighting's right and he's like yeah because you want to have the shadow here so that your face is more texture and that kind of thing and yet i saw a guy post a tiktok the other day not a tiktok an instagram post the other day where there was like a shadow of him with devil horns and uh, someone said oh i love the devil horn shadow effect and he replied it's just a filter and it's, to me the idea that if these filters are so sophisticated they can make real looking shadows and like yeah. that sort of renders everything we're doing with lighting potentially like useless because it's just right. cuz these advancements
1: filter. you know you people think of Instagram and TikTok and Twitch and YouTube as very different elements and it's just they're going to that the advancements in each the it then becomes okay how do we apply filters to Twitch how mm. do we apply live to to vertical video and uh, like they just they cross pollinate and they content's going to some wild places like you look (laughs) at unreal
2: engine like
1: the stuff that can come out of
2: there like live like you got all games being made in it but you can have like virtual experiences right so it's I, i genuinely think in much in the way that people make videos everyone's going to be making experiences that you can just like hop into and hop out of like you've got um Concerts in like, uh, is it Fortnite and stuff right, like that, right, virtual yeah, yeah. concerts yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I think. Is that things are
1: going the next frontier? That's what I prosumer think. prosumer yeah. Video games and experiences. Am I
0: Ryan thinking there was it? Was it Ariana Grande? Recently Probably. did a concert in Fortnite? I, did she? I most
1: likely. Well.
2: It wouldn't. Are we
1: going to be at a point where it's like because obviously video game development has, video game development is not, I don't know. So if, you know if I'm wrong, um, correct me, but. I feel like video game development still leans heavily in favour of um, pros and indie studios. It's not something that individuals are largely doing. Hmm. Whereas, obviously, video production, everyone's doing. And it's accessible in so many ways and via the phone. Do you think that's something that we could be... Is that, like, the next frontier for us is, like, everyone's making video games. (laughs) I think Everyone's just making video game experiences for each other to play. And if you can get, like people involved in your experiences, then advertisers can get involved.
0: Can you make the platform that everyone is using to make these video
1: games? That's the question. Yes, can you be the YouTube of video video game experiences? Because then it's really a case of, okay, sure, I'm able to provide. Oh, God, this is so scary. I'm (laughs) able to provide. Although maybe I'd have fun making that stuff, but you'd have to learn a whole new skill set. Maybe I'd have fun providing a... Yeah, I I can make a YouTube video that can draw thousands of people, but can I make a video game experience that can, you know, if we're talking about watch time, that can invite people in for at least an hour, and in that time, how many ads are they going to see in this kind of metaversal space? We're heading there.
2: Yeah, we really
1: are. Ready Ready Player (laughs) One is happening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I I see pros and cons with that. Because you, you compare it to Ready Player One, and it's like this bleak future, and it Definitely is. But then the things that you're perceiving as your reality... Are really that's what, cool. Yeah, and that's what makes up your like memory and all your experiences and stuff. And so it's like, I can understand it as being a positive. Because if you can choose the experiences that you have, it can make it quite... Interest. Oh it well, gives you so much more variety what, like, to life Yeah it's like what is reality at that we, point. we were
1: talking, it was so funny We were at a wedding yesterday and we were talking with this um, We were on a table with sort of random people that we didn't know And we were talking to this uh, older guy about they vinyl lo-
0: They were lovely it's lovely. <laughs> these people.
1: Really Super nice. enthusiastic about vinyl He was talking about how oh, the, nice. the, the record plays The needle goes down on it the vibrations are different every time a little bit, but also like if you know, someone was at a party, they got a scratch on the vinyl and now there's this specific noise and you get this memory attached to the medium and obviously he was sort of reminiscing and saying how sad it is that we've we've lost that because now you just listen to music and it's kinda of passive experience. And I think like you say there's pros and cons to everything, because I don't want to sit here and be like glum about the future in which videos which I currently make are irrelevant and be romantic about the experience of making and selling videos. My hope is that when that time comes, I'm really eager to make those video game experiences oh, yeah. or TikTok. And I think that's the thing, the thing, isn't, isn't it? Is, with, be open with stuff to
0: it. changing and, and again with going touching on the filters again for a second, I'm sitting here saying, oh I'm worried that that with the filters everything I've 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 done is is for nothing. But then I guess the the reality is what I should be saying, what I should be thinking is that um, with, with the... How can I use what I've got and make... Use these filters to create something that is unique and new that only yeah. I can do. I think the real skill in content creation moving forward is learning how to stay on top of it and yeah. learning how to sort of, you know, just... Uh, rather than sort of being stuck in your own ways... Adaptability. Adaptability, is exactly. the thing.
1: You've, you've got to do it. That's, I mean, that's like the... The classic um, survival of the fittest thing is uh, in Darwinism. Is is if you spec into something specific, you might be the king of that environment. But if the environment changes, species dies out. When you look at, it's the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. You've, the most important trait anything or anyone can have. Oh, I sound so pretentious. <laughs> is adaptability. Is you've got to be able to adjust I mean, to new things
2: happening. Completely. You look at like. The past 10 years in terms of how technology has changed and like how you've been making videos how that's changed over 10 yeah. years multiply that by 20 30 40 years or whatever it's it's going to change like the cameras back then versus the cameras now and everything right like the lighting back then you wouldn't use it's, it's, stuff. it's...
0: it's kind of what makes me and i don't mean any any disrespect to these people at all but it's kind of what makes me fear for the people that that start a youtube channel and they uh, they grow the youtube channel's growing and it's scaling and it's doing really cool things but they, they, they refuse to sort of adapt to the point where like they're paying someone to edit and then they're spending more time. I feel like that also yes. is, and I, I understand it totally. A lot of people are very, are very proud, are very like, they, they want to make sure that the video is exactly what they want it to be. And so they have to edit it themselves. I get that. But I also feel like that limits their adaptability and their scalability. Mm. It's like, whereas they could invest a little bit of the money into, into that they've been making to pay an editor to then grow in different ways. They're kind yeah. of like, being stuck in the same cycle. Does that make what I'm that saying, sense? It makes sense.
1: Th- this is, I mean, I do this thing, you know, and you know, every year the relaunch, the channel relaunch. And it's this thing that I just do that I've just made up. That is, um, it's this, you know, because with, within the microcosm of this, content creation changes all the time. It's been seven years. How do I, every six months, every year, what am I doing with the banner? I mean, banners haven't changed much. Okay, fine. What am I doing with the intro? Do we need an intro? It's 2022. Do people care about intros? Outros, VFX, the visuals. How am I doing the call-outs, the, the call to actions? How am I doing, you know, if i incorporating live? Okay, I'm relaunching my my twitch the day after this and then what am i doing to make that look like it's the most advanced that it could possibly be which you've helped out loads with you've helped out with some of the the cool <laughs> sub notifs things people have to subscribe to my twitch but um rethinking as if it's day 1 mm. every year and i mean even every year is like people like mr beast are able to do it video to video but and that's what makes it so incredible but how do we do that so that we're not sort of becoming the king of, like, oh, well done, I can make this kind of video, and then why is it dropping off? Because well, the, in the wider context, the game's changing, you mm-hmm. know?
2: Can we just talk about Mr. Beast for a second? Please. Because as much
1: as you want,
0: we talked about him quite a bit last we love week, him. too. We love him. We
2: love him. I heard that he bought this company um, by this... Do you know Darrell Eves? No? He, no. He's this guy who basically, for years, has been, like, following what works on YouTube, like, basically um what's the word like working with creators like consulting with creators yep. about how they to grow their channel okay. and Mr Beast bought his company so that he could constantly get feedback on what works look at each video and wow. like go okay wow. this works here let's employ that into the next video and he like he bought an entire company and i think um even like a um a convention or something like that called like Vid Summit where it's all the people from that i, th- I think he bought it Um, But he's, yeah, he just gets all these sort of, um, what are they called, like, people to just come in and analyze everything for him. And that's what uh, attributes to his scalability, because he gets experts in... To just look at every he, piece. I don't
0: think anyone has ever, or maybe even will ever, care as much about growing a YouTube channel as Mr. Beast. Like, it's he, impressive. he puts everything into it. I was watching. Um, I was watching a so another YouTuber, Graham Stephan. I don't know if you if you've heard of him. Uh, just, just another big YouTuber, mostly does finance. But I was watching. He was doing a video where he was oh, yeah. he was reacting to is it Colin and Samir? Yeah, no. yeah. He, he was weird. reacting to, to their video, and Graham Stephan was saying like, I don't know Mr. Beast well, but I did go to like a like a influencer event once that ended up being like a party and Mr. Beast was there and apparently Mr. Beast's suggestion is guys why don't we all go why don't we go back to a hotel room together and analyze the first 30 seconds of each of our most recent videos and, and go through yeah. each other and make notes on what worked and what didn't. Apparently, that's how he wanted to spend this party. And like Graham Stephens said, I mean, I was down. I thought that was really cool, but um, I, don't, I don't know if it ended up happening or not. But, but that's, that's, just, that's just where his mind is constantly. He's so it's fun, like, yes. let's get this better. Let's get this better. Let's see what works. Let's break it down. Let's improve. Let's improve.
1: And that's why he's an industry leader. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, I'm like, sometimes it's like, yeah, I want to be the best. Most of the time it's like, okay, what's a cool idea that I would be interested in making? I'm not thinking too much about like, is this necessarily the right time? Or is this the right way to make it? I'm not looking at the last videos and going what worked and what didn't. Um, I I tend to think in batches of videos. Mr. Beast can think on the video by live. I mean, he he doesn't think of the video. He thinks on the frame by frame basis. Mm. And then he's able to apply it. That's what's just so nuts about it. Like, I think about the way he makes videos and I think the journey for me to get from here to there is still a long amount of time mm-hmm. for me to be able to think and create in that way. Because most of us are used to just going, I want to talk about the new Pokemon games cool. Here's the video mm-hmm. that I think I would make. See, that's it. I, I
2: really respect everything that he's done. But I also do wonder where, like, the... You know, he gets fulfillment out of that. But what about, like, people who find the art form in, like, the creating of, like the little bits like the creative side of it because people find different fulfillment in different aspects of things right and so i do wonder about the people that are more invested in like oh i want to i don't know spend time doing animation on this and it will take them hours and hours to do Mm. and like how they can scale without like jeopardizing that's always been
0: an area that youtube has struggled with a little bit i think because with always like you know, videos should be between 10-20 minutes long with that philosophy, while a two-minute animation can take a, a heck of a lot longer than yep. you know, a 10-minute vlog can can take to make. And so I think that... I don't think it's... I think that's something YouTube's been working on, but it's something that they always struggle with.
1: The, the wonderful thing about YouTube is it's... it's Everyone's got it. And so I mm. think there will hopefully always be audiences and spaces for these types of creation. It's not... You know, we're talking about Mr. as an industry leader. Oh, it's yeah. not like in 10 years every video by every creator will be an indi- <laughs> it will be a MrBeast video because our filters make it so it's it's really just a case of like it's clear he's constantly pushing the boundaries but i think there's like there will always fingers crossed be a space for a little old me making my pokemon videos i'll try to be the best at that there will always be a place for animators it may not always be on youtube it might be on TikTok. It might be on Newgrounds. He's, he's essentially <laughs> he's essentially just
0: like min-maxing the platform. He's just like just like trying to squeeze YouTube and, and yeah. get like everything or squeeze his own videos rather and get every drop of juice he possibly can he's doing. to make the like the perfect 20 minute video that keeps yeah. people hooked. And as you say, he's doing it. Like and that's not like Toby said, that's not to say that other videos won't be successful, but like someone's gotta be the best, someone's gotta be pushing those boundaries yeah. and just like I guess looking into the looking into like the heart of the TARDIS, looking into the soul of the (laughs) Matrix. You're right, he is. Just seeing, like, just, just seeing, like, looking into the Matrix, looking at exactly what makes it tick, and just making, you know, the perfect YouTube video. It's like, it's it's a
1: science for him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Did you, I want to kind of go full circle with stuff we were talking about earlier, Back in sort of 2012 you were working on some of the videos with, for some of the biggest YouTubers. I mean, you still do from time to time, right? But um, not, really not really these days, no. Was there anything that when you were taking part in those videos and you were thinking, you know, I'm working on Tomska's video or I'm working on Becoming YouTube, which at the time was <laughs> hugely influential at that time. Was there a time that you're like, I'm part of this and how, where you're sort of doing this kind of Mr. Beast thing where you're thinking, how do i make this shot like perfect did you feel like you were contributing towards the i don't know the future of youtube definitely at that
2: time i was like how i like almost like that imposter uh, imposter syndrome of being like how how am i here because this is what i set out to do before i moved to london i was like i want to move to london be part of the youtube scene and then i was doing it and then it was like i don't know it was kind of this, this weird thing of yes i'm here but then it's it's constantly changing. There's new videos. There's new things. And as well, like, I don't know. There was always this separation because it wasn't me making the videos. It was like I'm a piece of the puzzle almost. And so it was like, it was a lot of fun. But there was also the thing of, it's not my success. It's like my um, sure. contribution, if you know what I mean. And so I think that's why I scaled it back. Like, I, I went sort of more... Um, advertising route which
1: yeah. yeah yeah you
2: know it's where the money is and with the pandemic it's like that was a safe bet and sure, i'm sure. slowly starting to shift back to doing like visual effects and things now now that there's more of a foundation for that work again yeah because for a while it just went away entirely like no one had any money no one was
1: shooting things um, sure no live shoots no yeah. one's yeah you've got a your you've got to rework old content because yeah. no one's going anywhere to shoot anything which makes sense Um, but I am now going back into that field again and it's
2: it's very satisfying to be because there was a point where I think I got so overwhelmed just doing loads of visual effects that I I said to myself I'm never doing this again
1: Um,
2: I was working on it was a, a pilot for this show that my flatmates made and I was working on it and I was doing like all the visual effects for this like pilot and the project got done. It was around the time of the pandemic. I was like very anxious and I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing visual effects. And I just stepped away for ages. Um, yeah. Fair enough. But now, now I'm going back into it and I'm finding it really nice and really sort of satisfying for, for the soul. <laughs> so what
0: advice would you have for anyone trying to learn visual effects, trying to improve visual effects or trying to, trying to make that their career? What's it like let's say what's the number one piece of advice you would give yourself 10 years ago? Um,
2: Hmm. What is that? I don't know. Maybe I tend to get work that I enjoy off the back of making things that I enjoy. And so it would put more time into making things for myself as well as other people. Cause other people, they'll see stuff that you can do and then be like, yeah, Oh, I want you to do that or do something similar. Um, And as well, people will just come at you out of nowhere and just be like, can you do this? And it's like, even if you can't, it's trying to figure out that is quite a challenge. And that's where a lot of the fun lies. Um, So I I don't really know. A piece of advice for myself is do what you enjoy, which sounds so sort of like an obvious thing. That lines
1: up, though, because as as someone who often asks for the help of whether it's artists or VFX artists like yourself, you know, it's so useful to, like you said with the Pokeball thing at the very beginning, You had done a thing before, so I was able to visually see it and go, that, that's what I (laughs) would like. Can we adapt that for me? Um, If, you know, whereas, let's say I wanted you to do a a spaceship launch. I don't know, have you done the, how do we do that? And it's like, would you do that? How much do you cost for that? Whereas if you've spent some time making something you'd enjoy, someone sees that and goes, oh, I'll go for some of that, Mm. actually. (laughs) And then you're able to just kind of provide that service and you know exactly how long it's going to take you yeah
2: um, i think a lot of the funnest jobs that i've had have been off the back of things that i've made and people have seen and then been like oh can you do a similar thing for okay. me because it's i put the time into doing things for myself and then they'll just be like yeah that's cool and so it just gets me work like that yeah and so i think it's sort of satisfy yourself first and then yeah. things will come along hopefully
0: well there you go that that is that's is good advice um, but mostly, you're... I, I can't remember if we talked into into any education about did, at uni. Did you were you studying this or?
2: I was studying um, film and TV production. Okay, but I, I had been doing visual effects and film for a while. With so you're that. mostly self-taught. Yeah,
0: yeah. Using websites like Video Copilot,
1: Video
2: Copilot, YouTube, Indie Mogul. Back yeah. in the day, um, yeah, Good stuff. All, all
1: that. We would. Riot. I would just say. Because we've done a number of shoots together now where yeah. it would be for Burkeeper Toby, where we would say, um, like the evolution tree. And it would literally just be a case of. I think usually I'd have a frantic idea and I'd say, Dan, 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 I'm going to do this thing. And you go, okay. Classic. Uh, uh, Toby. I, I'm really passionate. It's a life changing idea. Yeah, I must do it in the must next five do minutes. It right, right the second. You'd get a call. I, I'd Maybe I'd get a script or some bullet points or a framework. And then I'd call you and say, mm. Mike, Mike, Mike! <laughs> That's <my> amazing <laughs> idea! Um, can you do this? And it would then just be this kind of process of discovery of like, can we do this? And I, I don't think... We didn't do anything that we hugely pushed the boundaries. There was the one shot, it's my favourite shot in the whole history of my channel, on the oh. Ultra Beast video, where I open a Pokedex um. and a little hologram pops out of it. And I sort of gesture towards the screen and it... <laughs> the, the hologram moves into the screen and then the, the camera goes into the screen and it plays yeah. the next clip. and it was this is like a four second sequence. <laughs> but it was the mo- it was the most incredible thing that we got to do was this four second sequence. That
2: was a great video because we was on the set as well. We were shooting it. We were like That,
0: that was, was the Blade Runner. Th- th- yeah. Yes.
1: That was I think one of my favorite videos we've done together. The yeah, Oh it's well, I mean me too. Me yeah. too. That was that That's was one a of the best Very songs. cool video. That was yeah, um, um, cool. um, that was a way of working where it was and, and sort of the way we do our skits actually for the podcast where we go look we really don't have a lot of time. So, what do we need? Let's capture those bare bones moments. And then if there's any embellishments or extra things we can get, we'll do that. And very often you find that actually while you're recording, things aren't maybe the way you thought they were going to be. Maybe there's different, you know, but you, you've you got access to this cool skit or maybe you've got a limited amount of hours. So, you make it work. You find... Ways to adjust what you're doing, which is very different from conventional filmmaking where everything is pre-prepared, everything is, you know, they know what the Avengers movie is going to look like before they yeah. even Because they've done pre and they know... Storyboarding. You know, yeah. if they want a rock, there's a rock. If they want an explosion, there's an explosion. <laughs> everything down to the last detail is there. Um The only variable is really if an actor comes up with something on the day, but whereas... What we do and what I think I makes online video so special is it is you work with what you I, have. I disagree,
0: Toby. Okay. Um, because I actually storyboard this entire podcast. I've planned out everything. That all three shots. That
1: we're going to talk
2: about. <laughs> well,
0: no, every topic of conversation. Mike's, oh, yeah. Mike's facial expressions
2: and everything. They were, they're all according to the storyboard. There was a full briefing beforehand yeah. about what I can and can't do with my mouth. Exactly. And, like, yeah. and you're doing a great job, by the way. And Thank this is you. the bit where Thank I act you. surprised. That's incredible Dan Says the script Because you know I know but the script
1: (laughs) says That I was surprised And that I should then say That the script said that
0: (laughs) But no you're right And I think that is something That makes makes YouTube so special
1: And I think it's something That makes Twitch and live so special
0: Like people in, In a funny way People enjoy it When stuff goes wrong
1: People, yes. people,
0: people enjoy that the, the flubs and the live stream fails and the, Those you know. are the best
1: TikTok clips. There, the, was, um, yeah.
0: there was, there was. I've definitely talked about this on, on stream before, but not on the podcast just yet. One of the last times I worked for Blizzard. This is not the reason that it was one of the last times I worked for Blizzard. Uh-huh. By the way, okay. But uh, it was, I was was I was in Bucharest in Romania uh, commentating over um, over Masters Tour Bucharest, um, Hearthstone event. And it was the final match was taking place and the two casters were working on it. And I was there ready with my microphone to basically present the trophy to the winning player, to introduce the member of Blizzard, to go and give a little speech. And then I was to be there during the the trophy raise moment. And uh, (laughs) for whatever reason, we we were supposed to rehearse this and it never, we didn't have time to do the rehearsal in the end, so the rehearsal was skipped. And so the awards part went horribly, horribly wrong in that uh, I was there with the guy from Blizzard and um, with the winner and uh, the guy from Blizzard came on and I introduced him and then he gave his little speech and then he handed the trophy over to the the winning player. And what followed in the next like 15, 20 seconds was horrendous. Firstly, me and, and, and the guy from Blizzard both thought that we were walking off in different directions, so we walked into each other, like live on broadcast. Brilliant! <laughs> and like I don't know, sixty thousand people watching something, that, something oh. like that. And so we walked into each other, and then I pulled like the weirdest face in the <laughs> and, then, and then we both walked off the same way. Then the winner of the tournament lifted the trophy, and it fell apart. No. Um, oh, and we were—I remember specifically, distinctly being told like yeah in the rehearsal we need to go through the trophy race with all of the players that could win it because it's built in such a way where if you ha- hold it here the bottom part will fall off so it needs to be supported from the bottom and obviously he was never told <laughs> and he lifted it up and it fell apart and uh, and the commentators are there talking about it and they're kind of laughing about it the guy from blizzard I walked I just walked off with him and he he was not happy oh. with with what just happened but but the silver lining is and again this is where i sort of get to the point is that people people love the fails and mm-hmm. there was a pr guy blizzard had been going through some bad publicity at the time as they have been also recently uh, <laughs> a little bit worse recently than back then back then but uh, obviously uh not, not great but at the time they just sort of started the bad publicity and they had a pr guy there at the event ready to go and he was like okay 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 yeah let's go quick and he, he literally managed to get a meme edited out of this footage like with Benny Hill music and everything and he had that tweeted on the official Hearthstone Twitter account within 15
1: minutes beautiful and he was like this
0: is this is exactly what we need he was actually thrilled that this had gone
1: wrong you've had the um, Mark Ruffalo Endgame thing right with the he he, is the same thing where he went into the an early screening of Endgame and his phone was on and he was live streaming to Instagram, I think, the first 15 minutes of Endgame from his pocket. <laughs> and uh, sort of a, you know, they tell you to turn off your phone. You know, whatever. And the lady comes up, hey, Mark, Mark, Mark. And he, oh my God. And so he goes out. And um, he thought that the Russo brothers were going to be really mad at him. What ended up happening is that the next day, he sees the Russo brothers coming up, hey, oh And Russo brothers come up to him and go, you genius! This was like the best PR <laughs> thing that could have happened. It's amazing; people love it. It's like you know, because it's such a clumsy thing to do, and I think it's just because it's that human element of, of yeah. production, which is supposed mm. to be this very rigid and perfect thing, and it's just that, isn't it? It's just a bit of clumsiness, I think, yeah. makes content special and yeah. human and real and relatable.
2: There was a clip I saw recently, actually, and I- I'm not like that into the gaming side of things. So I don't know whether this is a big clip, a small clip, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was this guy who was like streaming and he yelled help or something and his window was open and some police were walking by and so they came in and he, he didn't know that was happening. He had his headphones on and they just sort of came up behind him on stream and he was just like, is everything okay? And he was just like, oh yeah, I'm just streaming. And he he like yelled help on stream and the police were really <laughs> chill about it. They were just like Sort of laughing. They sort of pop their head into the into shot okay. and stuff. Oh my but God. it's just like... <laughs> it's something like that like i because i don't know much about the gaming thing but that made its way to me you know it's when things go wrong like that yeah um no, i hadn't
0: heard of anything like that happening the only <laughs> the only police being involved in streamer thing i know about is swatting
2: which oh, I don't, do you know about i have heard a few stories it happened
0: to um, to a friend of mine really? um, who lives in america uh, literally a couple of weeks ago um at a streamer called astraza um, not not fun, not no, nice. No. Whoever whoever sort of organised that just just horrible
2: horrible human being. Bad things should happen to them. But yeah, um, the people that do that don't isn't like they can get arrested for that though, right? I hope so. Yeah,
1: because what they don't realise is that if you're you know if you organise a SWAT on someone, you're risking those people's lives, yeah. mm, their pets' yeah. lives, anyone else. You know, especially if they're I don't know. Let's say they're a streamer, they're playing a game that has gunfire in it, right? And if a SWAT team person got the wrong idea about that. That's horrific. Yeah. What are they doing? But people think it's, I don't know, they're trolling, they're being funny, I don't know what they're thinking. It's just ridiculous. A lot of the time they know what they're you doing know. when they do but that But, you, like... you know, obviously, it, it never ends up in a situation, like, this is the funny thing, is it never ends up in a situation where they're like, ah, oh, well done, they swatted that person. Everyone's always on the side of the person who got swatted. <laughs> yeah. going, oh my god that's so scary <laughs> like it's horrible it's a horrible experience yeah, mm.
0: yeah. Um, so that's the, the bad the down the bad side I guess of of things going wrong yeah but you said you're not you're not into the into the gaming scene Mike. no a, I. you used to play video games
2: yeah so I played video games growing up like with my brother yeah um, so he was always the one that was into it and I'd sort of play it with him because I liked playing games with him you know yeah um, and so as I got older and like I, I'd sort of you know i moved away to uni and stuff it was never something that i did like mm. i think it's really cool but it's just not something i don't own any consoles yeah. apart from like the switch which my brother got me um and it's one of these things where i've I've started being very intrigued by it now because it's like the technologies there like i was saying to you before about like I, I played a bit of the last of us 2 yeah and it's insane it's yeah. so like immersive and so realistic and now i think it's at that point i'm very intrigued yeah and I, I probably will get into it but it's just not something i we, we had a very
0: brief conversation toby you weren't in the room um just before the um we went over the podcast yeah about where you mentioned the last of us two as being sort of the last big game that you you heard about and uh, i wanted to bring this up specifically because uh I, we, we ought to, talk to at least mention this today Elden ring came out um yesterday uh, and Elden Ring is, people are going crazy about it. I'm saving it to play it for, for the first time on stream on Monday. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I must save this game until Monday. I must <laughs> save this game because the more I see about it, the more I'm like, I really want to dive in. Um, for anyone that, that isn't in the know about Elden Ring or what it is, it's the latest, essentially it's the latest Dark Souls game. They're not sort of the latest Soulsborne game or whatever you want or you want to call it from from, from software. Um, and it is, it is a huge open world, um, Souls RPG game where the world has been written by George R R Martin of of Game of Thrones fame, um, and it is supposedly the highest reviewed game in modern history, wow. um, with a currently with a ninety seven percent score on Metacritic, which oh, Metacritic really? is, is an amalgamation of all the review sites, um, and and they've got ninety seven at the moment, which is the highest reviewed game I think since the Legend of Zelda
1: Breath of the Wild, wow. which came out. Five wow. years ago now. Yeah. So it is the best of your game currently in my I think history. I'm gonna have to jump in at some point. Maybe um, maybe even tonight. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. But um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Games that are able to share story through not just their characters and their writing, but also the world, like The Last of Us Part Two, just mesmerised me. There was a there was a in The Last of Us Part Two. There's a sequence where you are walking through some abandoned buildings in some area. And there's a I remember going through a skateboard shop or a bicycle shop, and I knew it was a bicycle shop because on the wall there were posters for bikes and there was like a display unit with um with like little bike parts in it and skateboard parts and that didn't appear for the rest of the game. <laughs> and I just thought what attention to detail yeah how yeah. how to flesh out a world and make it feel alive. the other day we were talking about George R.R. R. Martin and Game of Thrones and how they've got. They've got Milk of the Poppy, which is what you give people if they're hurting. Paracetamol. But it's like, <laughs> it's it. who is thinking about world crafting and thinking, we need a bike shop here. We need paracetamol here. It's not what a lot of people are thinking about. But these AAA studios, games like that, it, it's... Wow. It's just fantastic. <laughs> the immersion. Yeah, there magic. is something
0: to be said about about games, series, films, where where the world building is so good and so immersive. Like you mentioned, we were talking about this on the way back from the wedding last night. Toby Phoebe and me were talking about like Game of Thrones and how it's just so cool that they've got, yeah, they've got Milk of the Poppy, which is, it's obviously, it's just their painkiller. It's it's just paracetamol (laughs) or or morphine or whatever. But like, you know, it's Milk of the Poppy. And like, the, you know, after a wedding, they've got their words that they say at their weddings in Game of Thrones. It's like the father, the son, and the holy... Spirit. You right. know, no, no, that's... Hang on, that's real. Yeah. Father, yeah. Son, hang on a second. Mother, maiden, warrior. Like, thank <laughs> there you. You, go, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so confused. Um, but, yeah, they've got their words, and then they've got, you know, the... The, the groom has to has to drape the the bride in, in a in a cloak, isn't it? Yes. To protect them, and then and then they have the bedding ceremony, which right? Is, which is them consummating the marriage, but it's called the bedding set. Cer- and then they've got obviously your birthday. It's not a birthday because that's that's the real world. No, it, it's your name day. Yes. Yeah. Is, is what you celebrate in in gear. And it's like so. And, and some things. of them are
1: just like that, where like they're just peripheral, like surface-level tweaks. And then some of them are just like. It's enough of an embellishment that it really makes you think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had, like, I don't know, not a betting ceremony, but, like, <laughs> uh, I we were talking about weddings because we had just come back from one, um, and it would be really cool, like, I think if the words, like, if there were different words or if they were changed to be... I don't know the mother, the warrior, the smith. The like I think that would be really cool.
2: <laughs> I mean, people probably do that. People who are like massive fans of Game of Thrones, they have like theme weddings, and they must do that. Yeah, right? but
1: you don't want a Game of Thrones themed wedding because there's like <laughs> so much that can go wrong.
0: <laughs> you, you, you don't. You don't want to attend a wedding in the world of Game of Thrones. You beside. don't. That's <laughs> <because> <laughs> always bad you, news. You don't,
1: don't want to, like, that's... That's, yeah, if you know
0: anything about Game of Thrones, you know, stay away from the weddings. Weddings. <laughs> <laughs> bad, things, bad things happen in them. Um, but yeah, um, just, just cool world-building stuff in video mm. games. Definitely worth diving into. Maybe you should one day, you should just get someone to give you, like, this curated list of these are the last gen, like, the, the last 20 years must-play games.
2: That would be really and cool, just, actually. Like,
0: but then you get, everyone will argue about what those games are.
2: Yeah. Everyone will.
0: A lot of people will tell you the last of us part two is
2: garbage, which they are wrong, but yeah, like well, a lot of people will tell you that <laughs> I enjoyed it, well I did play with it, yeah, yeah, but people
1: fantastic, you know, fantastic game, people yeah. people
0: have their have their opinions, um, yeah. The thing with the last of us was that that the, the story for the last of us part one was was so like universally loved. the last of us part two, they took some risks,
2: yeah. Which,
0: which for me, it worked. Like, I was perfectly happy. I enjoyed the story uh, uh, at least almost as much as The, the Last of Us Part 1. Um, I keep calling it The Last of Us Part 1. It's not The Last of Us. It's just The Last <laughs> of Us. Um, whereas for some people, the story was ruined to the point where it ruined the entire game. And of course, at that point, you forget the fact that the graphics are better. The gameplay is better. It's more streamlined. It's like every, every single thing about the gameplay is improved upon. Oh, it, and the graphics are so like, You're Music. walking
2: along... And, like, the reflections and the ripples in the water, unreal. in the puddles. Just unreal. And you get, like, the fog and everything. Like when, when it's raining so in the cool. game,
1: and then you go into, like, a gun sh- uh, a gun workbench, and the, your character wipes water droplets oh, off of the gun yes, before that's constructing that's the universe. Inhib- that's so sick. <gasps> and you look at that, and but people will go, I didn't like the story, I can't believe they did this to this character or back to that character, with some level of, like, not realising that, like... What you just experienced was the artistry and work of people who are top of their craft, Mm. who have tirelessly worked for years to create an experience that you're like, eh, you know, it wasn't like you're allowed to have an opinion about it, sure, but like, could you make better? You know, (laughs) like, could you do better? You wait 30 years for the technology to catch up and then. I think sometimes
0: it's good to just sort of like. Zoom out if you yeah. don't like a part of the thing. And obviously the story is a big part of the thing. If you don't like that, I, think, I still think it's good to like zoom out. And just like with the final season of Game, Game of Thrones, of Thrones. Like it, was, it was rushed. The writing wasn't up to par with, with, with everything that had come before. Um, and for some people, that was ruined. Absolutely series ruined. It's ruined the whole thing for me. But again, if, if you zoom out, look at how good the acting was. Look at how good the, the cinematics were, the battle scenes, the music. Like the, the special effects. Special effects. The like, dragon.
1: There there was a dragon on TV, and I am fully convinced and believed, in every sequence I'm watching, that yes, there is a real dragon on TV, you know?
2: There's so much artistry to these things, and it's like, even if you hate the thing you're watching, you can appreciate an element of it, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so cool.
2: Yeah.
0: And I I mean, you know, all of these things, whether it's gaming, whether it's series, the creativity, I mean... I'd like to think that we, we all find ourselves inspired by like incredible media like this. And mm-hmm. hopefully it, it helps push us forwards. I yeah. mean, you, you said earlier that it's iRobot that inspired you right? to get started. <laughs> is there any like uh, anything else you, you say that recently has really inspired Ooh. or pushed you forwards?
2: Um, I can pinpoint like a lot of things, but I don't know whether they're like, re- oh, actually recently,
0: uh-huh.
2: um, I think it was like a year or two ago, a film came out called... The Education of Frederick Fitzell. I think that's an amazing film. Okay. Um, I know... I think I showed it to a friend and they didn't like it, but I loved it. Um, what, uh, what else have I been watching? Oh, a uh, TV show called We Are Who We Are. Okay. I think I thought that was that. really cool. What's
1: the one you recommended me that I've been unable to access but want to watch? What? what you were like, that? you have to watch this, Toby. You're going to love it. The first episode. Ooh. We we're going to call... Um, it's a sky show.
2: Oh, I'm drawing a blank.
1: Um... Do you know anything more about it that I?
2: I mean, Gangs of London was really cool. That's no, a Sky I show. I can't remember.
1: I can't remember what it was. I can uh, find it in our chat. We'll, at some we'll, point. we'll find it. we will talk but, about it later. Yeah,
2: yeah. That I don't know. There's a lot of things around at the moment that I'm really loving. Did
0: you Did you watch? Um, and I bring this up because I feel like it's 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 a, a thing that
2: basically a lot of creative
0: people. Uh, I I, I it, it's a musical sort of and it Toby hopefully has not talking about it blew me away because I look at this guy and what he's done. And I'm like, Oh my God, I, oh. I, I wish I could replicate the, the talent and the st- this Bo Burnham inside. Oh yeah. That was, a, that was just great. Just absolutely. I, for, for me, it, it, it hit me, like obviously it hit me in all the ways, the content fantastic, you know, but it also hit me as a creator in this. Mm. Wow. Look at what this one guy has done yeah. on his own using yeah. you know some foot pedals to control lights and that kind of thing when
1: we first watched it you said to me you said, I can't believe he's done it all and i went well he probably didn't you know, didn't shoot it all himself and you went well of course he has like why would you think he hasn't and i i realized the reason i thought he hadn't was because how incredible it was that yes in fact of course he's done that that's exactly yeah. what he's done. that's the point of it is he's done this whole thing himself i just i don't
0: know it, it, it that hit me and also i mean i've yeah. watched it back about five times now i'd still listen to the soundtrack like every single week and i just something about this it's it's probably yeah i'd say it's the best piece of media that i watched last year and i'm even Mm -hmm. including spider-man far from home in that i think for me bo burnham inside just it just hit me in this in this insane way well
1: as a feat you know i mean again like spider-man again they knew what that film looked like (laughs) before it was made and it's made by loads of people and that's not to to diminish the artistry of those people it's just that of course those people set up in that scenario with that budget they're going to be given the tools to excel. You know, someone like Bob Burnham, it's, you know, of course he's famous, you know, he's got money and he's got whatever, but he's still an individual who's putting on an entire production mm. just like that. There's more to be commended there, you know?
0: I just, I look at him, I look at what he did in that special and it's like, it it, it hits so close to home because it feels like that, it's, it's, it's level was deeper than what I'm doing, but that's what I want to do. I want to be like him.
2: It's interesting because we were talking earlier about like, sort of relinquishing control and like giving people like other people to edit and things like that. But for him to do it all himself, Uh, he had full control and was able to craft it exactly as he wanted. And so it's like, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. like different things like matter. Mm -hmm. And I think for something like that, it couldn't have been done or wouldn't have been as in like impactful
1: if other people if, other, if it was like yeah all of this and then editing by someone else yeah um I, but i think a lot of people i mean he's had a lot of time he's i mean he's just an exceptional human in terms of artistry and craft um he's got it all
0: as well he can sing he can write he can do comedy he knows cameras he can edit like yeah like just but he makes me feel like i'm not enough
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a lot of people you know for the most part we do rely on Production teams. We require, rely on other people. One of the first things we learned at Ravensbourne was, okay, right now you're all shooting, filming, editing your own stuff. By the end of the year, hopefully, by the end of the course, the hope is that you're, you've got a team, and someone specialises in this, and someone specialises in that, because collaboratively, that is the best way to, mm. to do st- stuff, and you know, like even in this household we're doing. You know, I do YouTube stuff, I'll do the thumbnails, I'll do this. You help me out with Twitch streaming, setting that up. Um, and also I'll still come to you if I need VFX because, yes, I could spend a lot of time and energy trying to do it myself, and it would be very impressive if I could do it myself. But I'd rather move on to the next project or start working on the next thing. I'd rather come to you. Um, That's the thing, it's like... And try and work something out.
2: Yeah, it, it's really dependent on what you're trying to accomplish because you can spend like years working on one thing and all you've got is that one thing, yeah. or you can just go project, to project, project, and you've learned so much from this catalog of things. And so, I don't know, is this strange thing of like, do do you like focus in on doing everything yourself or spreading it across other people like or developing in different ways? Jack
1: of all trades, master of none, but yeah. Burnham. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's master like, of, of all, all trades. trades. It's unhealthy to look at him because he's yeah. just like this god of everything. He <laughs> really is. Do you know what you did that I really like? My favourite VFX shot of yours that you've done is the one in Becoming YouTube. You've got a shot of Jack's mate as the devil. Oh, yeah. And there's like fire in the background, fire in the foreground that he's got like his eyes. And he says, you're going to be here for like a long time or something <laughs> like that. And the like his eyes light up with yeah. sort of demon fire. <laughs> I really want to do something like that sometime. I'm down. We should do That'd something cool. like that. Yeah. We should find me somebody. Do you, you
0: want your eyes to light up with demon fire? I
1: would love my eyes to light up with demon fire. It's just finding the right excuse for that. But um Is there like a hell should... Pokemon? I mean or yeah, it's Giratina. Big big topic of conversation right now, so yeah. Is Giratina a hell Pokemon? Yeah. The distortion world is like a it's a less um Western idea of hell, but it's kind of a more more Japanese interpretation of like oh. the underworld is the distortion world and you say about how you like
2: haven't read a book, but you know all these different things through the Pokemon world, like yeah. like that's so cool. Well, Everyone you, learns in different get, ways. Yeah, exactly. Happy so watches like, a lot of YouTube. Yeah, and the thing is, it's information going in. I that I don't think reading's necessary if you're. Oh, you're still lots learning. of the information
1: goes out, but you you know, like you like my big thing. I'm not gonna go into it. Is is like I'm on the keto diet. But, um, like, I did the last time. Sorry, night I'm thinking about wedding and I'm the wedding. The guy this. next to me he was telling me about vinyl. I was telling him about keto. He was like, I'm going to remember this really boring conversation I had with someone about keto. <laughs> he was saying but,
0: the thing about keto is that it makes you really boring at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is great. Um, but, like,
1: when you are interested in something and you're passionate about it and you're trying to learn and you're actively participating in the process of learning. You know, I'm not gonna like. I still don't feel like I know everything there is to know, and I feel like I've learned things that I need to sort of re-listen to and relearn. But um, you know, I spent hours and hours and hours digesting as much content as I as I have food. There was a really
2: (laughs) good video that uh, Lockston. I've watched that video about five times. Yeah, because I remember it's like like a two-hour video about keto. I've watched
1: it about five times, and I'm still not 100% on everything. I'll re-watch it and try and work out or like I'll. Why does keto do X for Y? I'll like we watch it and try and uh, ingest that to, to yeah, so so that I can have discussions with people like we had this morning, and be like they're unhealthy, and I can hopefully. Come up with the actual answer as to why. Which even this morning, the reason I was thinking about this is because I feel like I quite struggled to come up with the reasons why. And it's like I should know that. Why don't I know that? Go back, watch it, understand it. You
0: were, you were very. I was a little bit afraid. I was, I (laughs) was. Don't you
1: talk about my keto?
0: (laughs) Genuinely, how it felt. I ran ran away.
1: (laughs) Don't you (laughs) talk badly about my keto diet? That
0: that is some, that is some aggressive passion coming from Toby. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But then I realised, like, you know, I do know those things, but why do I know those? What are those things? And then going back and trying to, which I haven't yet done, but... Um, I mean, that's I
2: why do. YouTube's great, because it's a resource for learning. It's like, always it's, accessible, do, do you
0: know, know what, that. Toby? If you want to talk about Keto properly on the podcast, I know that our personal trainer wants to come on. We can book him in. <gasps> oh! And can have a proper...
1: That would make me so uncomfortable. Let's do it. off with, with Chris <laughs> about, about, yeah. about Keto. We should, and we I'll, should. I'll, I'll
0: mediate the conversation, and you guys can We just, should,
1: Yeah. No, that would be that would terrifying. What we should do? That'd that. be a really interesting. He's a really fun guy, but um... he'll just—I mean, his argument
0: will be that it's—and then he'll say a swear word.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it's true. I'm gonna have to get in like a cooker. bleep button. I mean, I, I have one on my oh, really? well. so yeah. I, I mean, like, I can. <laughs> but really like, funny. I, I would—I would have to like preempt him swearing. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can use it for myself just fine, but when it, when it's other people, not not so, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I bring a
1: whiteboard on for the visual watchers, (laughs) for audio only. I'm sorry. You don't get the whiteboard display. (laughs) Yeah. We
0: try and make this podcast as, as, uh, as I was about to say watchable, but that's not the word as enjoyable for you. Audio only listeners as we possibly can. I don't think we, we rely on on visual stuff too, too much, but yeah. And I hope, I hope that that you guys
2: are able to, to enjoy it regardless of, of how you choose to watch it. And Mike, I hope that you've, you've enjoyed Coming on, and hanging out. I have. I was. I'll be honest. I was a little bit apprehensive because I've never done something like this. But Everyone's, it was a lot of fun.
0: Everyone says that. Like, like. I mean, even when, even when we did that like, because we we ran a podcast um in twenty twenty briefly.
2: Well, I say briefly. We did
0: like sixteen episodes, of it. and hilarious. that was that was all online. It wasn't all in physical space, but it was kind of the same story. There, I'd have guests on. They'd be like, I'm nervous, and then after that, they'd, they'd be like, Wow, that was. That was really easy. I don't Times mean, flying by. I don't yeah. know what yeah. I was worried about it is was, This was, was over so quickly, and and I'm I'm gonna blow my own horn over here. I'm kind of <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, as an esports host, this is literally what I do. Is I
1: yeah.
0: I guide a conversation and make sure everyone's comfortable and happy, and sounds good and looks good. You do a good job. Thank you. Thank you. I do <laughs> I do my best. But yeah, I'm just just glad that you've uh, glad you've enjoyed your time. I actually have no idea what time it is even. I don't. Wow, it is it is eight thirty. We have we have been live with the podcast for about an hour. I think we are pretty wow. much approaching uh, wrap up time. So, Mike, hello. Is there anything that we can promote? Anything that we can? Any, anything that you'd like to shout out?
2: Um, oh, I don't know. Shout out, mum. I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really do a lot in terms of social media and stuff. But I have Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to hire me for some work, hit me up on there, I guess. There you go. Yes. Is, is there yeah. anything you've worked on recently or working on now that you can talk about? Um, ooh, I don't know whether I can talk about the stuff that I was telling you. Yeah, before. that's why I, I didn't want to yeah. just jump in with that. Um, in terms, like a lot of my stuff, like I was saying, has been advertising work. Um, but I'm looking to get more into like doing more visual effects, animation, motion graphics stuff. So yeah. I'm open to new things coming. Well, there you um, go. That is, yeah. that's Michael Dean.
0: Toby, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to to shout out?
1: You can always find me on BirkyPotoby on everything. Um, and yeah, yeah, you should uh, if you're if you've got VFX projects, uh, even if you just want to consult, you should do chat to chat to Mr. Michael Dean. I mean, we we
2: did stuff together recently. That was fun.
1: We did. <laughs> we did. You, actually, Mike did some stuff. Actually, that's what I'll chat out. Mike, you did some work for my upcoming tw- return to Twitch. Which, as of this podcast going of. Being listened to live is tomorrow, um, and people will be able to watch me on Twitch.tv forward slash Perky Potato. Be at around this time, and I'll be live and and utilizing some of the cool GFX you've sent my way. (laughs) And of course, you can always
0: find me over here at Twitch.tv forward slash Falconi or Falconi hosts on Twitter and YouTube, etc. If you're watching live, don't go anywhere because the post show. Is just about to start, but if you're watching on YouTube or listening uh, on one of your podcasting apps, then uh, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you've had a great time. Mike, it's been great having you. It's thank you for fun. coming on. Oh, it's, it's been man. really cool. But you two sure, can it. have can
1: you a
2: little cuddle. Yeah, you oh, you yeah.
0: are. That's sweet. And uh, we'll see you again next week for Content House episode 4 hey. with We're Dick Ram. So uh, look forward to that. We'll see you then. All right,
2: guys. That
0: was that's, sick. That's that it. Was a lot of fun. amazing. You